ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಟೆಂಟೋ ಒನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಟು ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಟೆನ್ ಕಾಮಸ್ಯನೇಂದ್ರಿಯ ಪ್ರೀತಿಲಾ ಕಾಮಸ್ಯನೇಂದ್ರಿಯ ಪ್ರೀತಿ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಚೈತಾಮೃತ this not today's verse today is a different verse today is a different one this is not the one kamasya nendriya priti labho jivetayavata ಜೀವಸ್ಯ ತತ್ವಜಿಗ್ಯಾಸ ನಾಥೋಯಶ್ಚೇಹ ಕರ್ಮವಿ ಕಾಮಸ್ಯನೇಂದ್ರಿಯ ಪ್ರೀತಿ ಲಾಭೋ ಜೀವೇತಯಾವತ ಜೀವಸ್ಯ ತತ್ವಜಿಗ್ಯಾಸ ನಾಥೋಯಶ್ಚೇಹ ಕರ್ಮಿ ಕಾಮಸ್ಯನೇಂದ್ರಿಯ ಪ್ರೀತಿ ಲಾಭೋ ಜೀವೇತಯಾವತ ಜೀವಸ್ಯ ತತ್ವಜಿಗ್ಯಾಸ ನಾಥೋಯೇಹ ಕರ್ಮಿ ಕಾಮಸ್ಯ ಆಫ್ ಡಿಸೈರ್ಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಇಂದ್ರಿಯ senses priti hi satisfaction labha gain jiveta self preservation yavata so much so jivasya of the living being tatva the absolute truth jigyasa inquiries no not arthaha end yascha iha whatsoever else karma bi by occupational activities <clears throat> translation 
Life's desire should never be directed towards sense gratification. One should desire only a healthy life or self-preservation. Since a human being is meant for inquiry about the absolute truth, nothing else should be the goal of one's work. Please repeat. Life's desire should never be directed <coughs> toward sense gratification. One should desire only a healthy life or self-preservation. Since a human being is meant for inquiry about the absolute truth, nothing else should be the goal of one's work. So this is the, like the final conclusion of these several verses that are discussing a very important topic. What should be your occupation? What kind of work you should do? What is your occupation? What is the purpose of your occupation? Or what should be the purpose of your occupation? <clears throat> so this is what is the very relevant discussion, especially, it's relevant for everybody, but especially for the devotees who are in Grihastha, who are in household life, because they may be doing different occupational duties. So what is the purpose? That is the discussion. Now we will read the purport and then we will discuss the verse. The completely bewildered material civilization is wrongly directed towards the fulfillment of desires in sense gratification. In such civilization, in all spheres of life, the ultimate end is sense gratification. In politics, social service, altruism, philanthropy, and ultimately in religion, <clears throat> or even in salvation, the very same tint of sense gratification is ever increasingly predominant. In the political field, the leaders of men fight with one another to fulfill their personal sense gratification. The voters adore the so-called leaders only when they promise sense gratification. So just in the beginning, few sentences, how many times Prabhupada is mentioning sense gratification. <clears throat> so we have to understand what is this sense gratification that Prabhupada is mentioning that this whole material civilization is right now going after this one thing. As soon as the voters are dissatisfied in their own sense gratification, they dethrone the leaders. The leaders must always disappoint the voters by not satisfying their senses. 
The same is applicable in all other fields. No one is serious about the problems of life. Even those who are on the path of salvation desire to become one with the absolute truth and desire to commit spiritual suicide for sense gratification. But the Bhagavatam says that one should not live for sense gratification. One should satisfy the senses only in as much as required for self-preservation and not for sense gratification <clears throat> because the body is made of senses which, is, which also require a certain amount of satisfaction. There are regulative directions for satisfaction of such senses. But... The senses are not meant for unrestricted enjoyment. For example, marriage or the combination of man and woman is necessary for progeny. But it is not meant for sense enjoyment. In the absence of voluntary restraint, there is propaganda for family planning. But foolish men do not know that family planning is automatically executed as soon as there is Search after absolute truth. Seekers of the absolute truth are never allured by unnecessary engagement in sense gratification because the serious students <clears throat> seeking absolute truth are always overwhelmed with the work of researching the truth the, in every sphere of life. Therefore, the ultimate end must be seeking after the absolute truth. And that sort of engagement will make one happy because he'll be less engaged in varieties of sense gratification. And what that absolute truth is, is explained as follows. So there's a continuation of the discussion that what the society is doing uh, and what is the right thing? Right thing to do. Where you get that guidance about what is right and what is wrong. So that is the discussion for today. Om Jnana Tamirandasya Jnana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yenatasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. So this topic is very important, as I mentioned, because deals with the occupation. <clears throat> and uh, occupation is a very uh, relevant subject, that uh, choosing the occupation, what kind of occupation you should choose. And if you have already chosen your occupation, then... Uh, what are you going to, uh, you, you have to figure it out whether you have chosen the right occupation or not. And how are you going to figure that out? What's going to be your criteria? So, these verses are particularly dealing with that topic. Last few verses, this same topic has been going on. 
<clears throat> and uh, unless and, and until you have a very clear cut idea you may be making a wrong decision and if your decision is coming out wrong then what will happen is uh, that is being discussed here kamasya indriya priti labha jivet yavata person who is living for kamasya indriya priti generally in modern society the purpose for choosing your occupation or profession is based on artha artha means economic development you want to achieve higher and higher success in your economic development that is being taught everywhere and why you want to achieve this very high grade of economic development so that you can have karma karma means sense gratification you can fulfill your desires and you can increase your desires to enjoy with your senses you are encouraged from childhood how to increase your sense gratification so that you can go out in the market and you can shop you can buy more and more products so that's called the consumer society now the world has become a big consumer society your success is judged on how much you are a better consumer how many gadgets you can purchase uh how, how much bigger house or how much bigger car you can have etc uh the standard uh, of living is considered from that angle your success is also judged from that angle that how much you can consume <clears throat> so that is based on increasing your kama your lusty desires or your uh desire to enjoy with your senses so in this kind of uh, atmosphere bhagavatam is saying here that this is a very wrong path this is a very wrong decision why life's desire should never be directed to sense gratification lord krishna also says the same thing in bhagavad gita dukha yonaya evate adyanta vanta kauntaya nateshu ramate buddha sense gratification <coughs> desire to enjoy with your senses is the very reason is the cause for your dukha it is the mother of all your dukha all your miseries are coming because of your desires for sense enjoyment dukha yonaya therefore 
those who are very intelligent people not ishuramate they are not interested in sense gratification because they know that uh, this will cause more misery in my life as much as i want to enjoy with my senses the more miserable i will become just guaranteed so this is the uh, advice instruction we get from lord krishna himself bhagavad gita and also here are <coughs> uh, the great sages and sutu uh, goswami they are all advising the same thing that uh, you should choose an occupation very wisely what kind of occupation you should choose because your success in life <coughs> will depend on this decision what kind of occupation generally speaking people they think that i have the occupation business or job simply so that i can pay my bills that's the reason i have job or occupation or business as long as i can pay my bills on time uh, i can take care of my family i can take care of my children i can give them good education in a nice school college university etc then i'm successful that that's the parameter that uh, most of the people if you go outside their idea of occupation is that my occupation is for this purpose so bhagavatam says we just studied shrama eva hi kevalam means this kind of thinking will lead you to useless labor you're only thinking of working hard and paying bills it's not going to get you anywhere in life if you have this kind of thinking and you have decided like this and the life can become very dull very boring uh people they don't like to do their job and still they have to go <clears throat> so everybody who is going to job they hate the monday morning and they are looking forward for friday evening that when the friday comes and finally i can get rid of this thing at least for the time being so friday night saturday sunday that is uh, they are looking forward why because they have chosen some occupation that is not making them happy bhagavatam says shrama evaikya this is called useless labor repeating you will be repeating this same cycle again and again again and again because animals are doing the same thing of course they don't have to pay the bills but they uh, also take care of their bodies they are looking for food they take care of their families family society community even the ant society they have very organized society they're taking care very nicely 
But do they find any permanent solution? No. <clears throat> there is no solution. Just hard work. So simply working hard, there is in old times, there used to be in, uh, in India uh, for the uh, oil, to extract the oil. If you know how they used to extract oil from the oil seeds. There is a stone mortar, the two stones in the center of the pit. And this mortar is tied by a rod, wooden rod. And on the other end of the rod is the ox. So the, it's called the koluka bell. Bell means uh, ox. So this kolu or this oil meal, uh, it's, a, uh, it's for the raw, uh, extracting the raw oil. Uh, and uh, the man is sitting in the center where the mortar is. He's putting the seeds, oil seeds, like sesame seeds or mustard seeds or whatever seeds he has, putting inside. And the ox is going in a circle round and round. He is circling around because he is tied with a rod. So all day what the ox is doing? He is circling around this mortar. He is working hard. But, and the oil seeds are ground and the oil is coming out and the man, he collects the oil. Then he sells it in the market. So what this bell is doing is walking maybe 10 miles, 20 miles, 50 miles every day. But he, is he going anywhere? No, he's not. He's at the same place. He's just circling. And is he achieving any result out of this hard work? No, there's no result whatsoever. He just gets a little bit of grass at the end of the day. That's it. That's the end result. If somebody is on the treadmill and he says, I walked 10 miles today. So he's walking 10 miles on the treadmill, but did he go anywhere? He's at the same place. So <clears throat> these are like the examples of Shrama Eva. You work so hard, but you're not going anywhere. You are bound to repeat this. Thankless task, again and again, again and again for millions of years, millions of lifetimes. Unless and until you understand what should be my occupation. What is the right occupation? There was uh, uh, recently, uh, they had uh, in India um, one rocket, space rocket, they... Uh, sent it to the moon, <clears throat> Chandrayaan 2. And uh, there was an orbiter that is circling around the moon and from the orbiter they released uh, a space vehicle. Uh, what's the name of that? Vikram, Vikram lander. That lander uh, is supposed to land on the surface of the moon. And from lander comes out a 
rover, a small vehicle to, for doing the mapping and whatever research they want to do on the moon surface. <clears throat> so what happened was it, it was a very uh, big effort by the government and by the agencies. This is an example of the uh, advancement of material science. There is material science and there is spiritual science. So both of them have some similarities. And there are also differences between the two. Because both of them have the word science. So it is it requires a lot of research, a lot of work. So as in this case, <clears throat> the scientists, they had chalked out the path and worked on the computers and all the equipment and instruments, everything, uh, very precisely. And they had successfully launched this rocket and the spaceship went to the planet, moon planet, as they are saying. And it was circling around this vehicle. The other vehicle came out of it, it was released, the Vikram lander. The lander was going according to their calculation. But just it was just close to two kilometers from the surface. Only two kilometers were remaining. Everybody was like, oh, we almost achieved our goal. Now the lander is going to uh, touch touched, uh, on the surface. And the whole country, uh, many people, hundreds and thousands of people were watching on television and everywhere. And uh, some people, they were doing pujas, yagyas, prayers, that, uh, you know, whatever, they, they, they were busy uh, in those things. But, unfortunately, what happened was... <coughs> that this lander vehicle was supposed to slow down before touching the ground, touching the surface. If it doesn't slow down and it smashes and it crashes, then the whole, you know, purpose is lost. So, velocity of this lander, somehow it did not reduce in the up to the last two kilometers, it was reducing. It was going according to the plan. But the last two kilometers, the lander lost its way. And uh, the signal was lost, everything was lost. And the whole country went into depression. Uh, just, you know, the mood of people changed. The scientists and everybody, they were showing, they're, they're sitting and uh, they were very disappointed with this final, this one thing. So, I was thinking <clears throat> that what happened, all these pujas, all these yagyas they were doing, prayers and everything, why it didn't work? And all this science, uh, they had so much, hundreds and hundreds of hours of hundreds of scientists they were, you know, they had made this effort. And how it can, just in the last few seconds, just in the last minute or so, the whole thing uh, 
uh, went upside down. <clears throat> so, I remembered the Srimad Bhagavatam particularly is advising that no matter what kind of books of material science, spiritual science, you study, you become very expert scholar, you become a great scientist or you become a great author or writer or, or very uh, anything. You may be a great chanter of the Vedic mantras, you, you perform fire sacrifices very wonderfully. All of these things are null and void in Kali Yuga. They don't work. Why? Because Bhagavatam says, Yajnai Sankirtana Prai Yajanti Sumedhaswa. Most intelligent people, they know that the best thing to do to guarantee the success is Sankirtan Yajna. And I don't know if anybody did, anybody even remembered to do the Sankirtan Yajna. All over India, I have no idea. Because Bhagavatam says very clearly that unless or until you do Sankirtan Yajna, all your efforts will be like Koluka Bell, like an ox going around, round and round, or somebody walking on the treadmill. He's not going anywhere. So, uh, this is just one example that, that even though it is a very good science, material science, but the materialistic science cannot solve the problems of life. It can produce some comfort, maybe temporary relief from pain, etc. You can develop pain medications, you can develop so many different medications or do so much research in physics and chemistry, astrophysics. So many branches are there and uh, they, they work very hard. But what is their purpose? Is how to increase the sense gratification. So the whole purpose, unless or until your priority is proper, so spiritual science and the material science, this is the difference. Spiritual science, what is the priority? That is being discussed here. This is the most important topic. Vadayanti tat tatpa vidas tatpam yatyat kanam advayam brahmeti paramatmaiti bhagavaniti shabdata That the purpose of life is not for sense gratification. Atatu brahmaji gyas. The purpose of life is to achieve self-realization. Who am I? Am I the body or the spirit soul? If I... Supposing somebody makes a decision that I am not spirit soul, I am the body, then you can ask him that if there is a dead man lying down on the ground and you offer him nice hot pizza or spaghetti, or nice rasgulla, gulab jamun. Will he be able to accept your offer? Can he eat that? He's dead. People will say, what are you doing? Why you are giving him pizza? He's gone. This, the spirit soul has left the body. He's gone. He can't eat pizza anymore. So, we see the difference between the body and the soul. The soul is the active principle inside the body. 
for now the priority in spiritual science is how to take care of the soul how to uplift the soul how to reactivate the spiritual senses the soul has senses but when the soul is sleeping his spiritual senses are also not active and the material senses are active but they are taking the person in a wrong direction the material senses are asking this and that and so many things but as the person is trying to satisfy his material senses sense gratification he gets into more and more trouble and he's repeating the same cycle again so that is the conclusion here that we understood so far now the spiritual science how to reactivate the spiritual senses atar shri krishna namadina bhavet gayam indriya sevon mukhe jivadau swayam eva spurati adah that with the material senses you cannot grab the spiritual that is not possible you can develop the best uh, telescope this this particular spaceship that they send it had the best camera it has it still the camera in the orbiter is working the other equipment very expensive equipment that was inside the this rover machine that of course nobody knows what happened because it's not responding the scientists are trying to reactivate but so far uh, there's no result so uh in no matter how much sophisticated how great equipment but all these equipment telescope microscopes everything is depending on your sense perception so with that you can only analyze the matter the earth water fire air etc you can analyze the elements but you cannot analyze the spirit soul your own identity you cannot find out with a telescope or with a microscope not possible that that's what it's saying atar shri krishna so if you want to <clears throat> find out your if you want to solve your own problem you want to get your own identity back you want to get the ultimate freedom because everybody unless and until the person gets freedom he is uh, in a miserable situation he is suffering if somebody is tied up he is not free to go anywhere he is put in inside uh, a prison house or locked inside a cell then he is unhappy naturally because it's a solitary confinement and uh, he wants to talk he wants to laugh he wants to do so many things with other people he wants to enjoy life but he is in solitary confinement so he cannot enjoy he cannot be happy so similarly the condition soul he is bound up and is restricted and is limited in so many ways unless and until he finds out his freedom he cannot become happy so therefore bhagavatam here in these verses is saying that you have to find your freedom uh, by this process <clears throat> tattva jigyasa uh, you have to find out 
your true identity and who is the supreme absolute truth. You have to find out the truth about yourself and the truth about the supreme. Who is the supreme? What is your relationship with the supreme? All these details you have to find out, you have to learn this. And that you can learn only from Tattvavit. Vadanti Tattvavitam. And the process described is Brahma, Paramatma and Bhagavan in stages. First the Brahman realization, then Paramatma and then Bhagavan realization. So in these three steps you can learn about the truth of life, uh, about the success of life. And that cannot be achieved by the path of sense gratification. But it can be achieved with your senses, with your tongue, when you become seva, when you start serving the Krishna Nam, <clears throat> when you serve Krishna Nam, when you serve Krishna Katha, Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, Nityam Bhagavad Seva, every day regularly, service. And this service should be done with uh, interest. Because previously we studied that you have to create ratim. You have to achieve the stage of rati. Attachment for serving the holy name. Attachment for serving Srimad Bhagavatam. Attachment to serve uh, Bhagavad Gita. How you can achieve this service attitude for these most important items? the Holy Name, and Srimad Bhagavatam. So for that, you cannot do it on your own. You cannot, because most of the people, they don't have natural attachment for Srimad Bhagavatam or the Holy Name. As soon as you start reciting the verses from Bhagavad Gita or Bhagavatam, they go to sleep. Why? There's no attachment. Immediately the uh, sleep come, uh, takes over. Avrutam jnana metena and 3.39 Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna is saying that everybody's jnana is avritam, is covered over by kama, by lusty desires. And these lusty desires are inside the heart, in the mind. And they are covering the person. So when he is covered up, then naturally the spiritual topics, there is no interest. If you go and give Bhagavatam class to general public, uh, they will not be able to capture anything. Hardly anything. Why? Because Avritam, their uh, uh, intelligence is covered over by lusty desire, by Kama Rupena. And Lord Krishna says, it is like a big forest fire, big fire. And it's very difficult to uh, extinguish this fire. Nobody has strength. If, if you find a very lusty person, you cannot make him peaceful very easily. He is very disturbed because of his lusty desires. So Lord Krishna is saying that this is the enemy of mankind. Kama Esha Krodha Esha Rajoguna Samut Bhava. 
Mahasanu Mahapapma Vidyanaya Varinam. That Arjuna, you must understand one thing. That the greatest enemy of mankind is this lust. And when it is not satisfied, it turns into anger. And this anger causes havoc in society. It destroys. People even become terrorists and they start killing people, innocent people. Why? Because of this karma and krodha. So before it takes over your consciousness, you must conquer over this great enemy called karma, lust. That is the advice of uh, Lord Krishna in Bhagavad Gita. So uh, here the discussion is what is the right occupation? How I can choose or whatever occupation I am doing? I've already chosen my occupation. Supposing I'm a doctor, engineer, software engineer, lawyer, teacher, anything, any occupation. Then now, uh, I have to understand what is the purpose of my occupation. If my occupation is making me so busy that I have no time to find out about solution of life. The purpose of human life, Brahma Jigyasa, but I have no time for Brahma Jigyasa. Then what is the use of my occupation? I work very hard, but only I'm able to pay the bills. But I don't know anything. I have no interest for Brahma Jigyasa. What is Brahma Jigyasa? What is Krishna? What is Krishna consciousness? I don't care. I have no desire to learn anything about it. I'm just, you know, looking for Friday evening. That's all. Weekend to weekend. So, this, when somebody is caught up in this kind of occupation, that he has no time to think about, plan about, prioritize the higher purpose of life, then uh, his, he is in the wrong occupation. Because he has chosen the occupation that gives him no time, no inclination. <clears throat> so therefore it is advised here that you must choose an occupation where you have sufficient time for self-realization. You have sufficient time for God-realization. So previously the whole society was organized for this purpose, that everybody had sufficient time. No matter what occupation you choose, everybody had sufficient uh, time to uh, figure out self-realization and God-realization. That was the purpose of Varnashram society. It was carried out for hundreds and thousands of years. It's been going on. But since the Kali Yuga came, we have seen that now people find it very difficult to find any time for self-realization. I have no time for self-realization. So, God-realization is far, far away. Even I don't know who I am myself. I'm caught up in the rat race. I have no time. So, this is the, uh, Prabhupada is mentioning here, this is the situation of the modern society that people, they become so busy 
they are not finding any time whatsoever for self-realization. <clears throat> In order to develop good character, good qualities, to become a good human being, Lord Krishna is mentioning in Bhagavad Gita, six, uh, 16th chapter, Yajna, Dana, Tapa. These three things are very important. To perform Yajna. Yajna means Sankirtan Yajna. In Kali Yuga, the only Yajna that works is Sankirtan. Dana, charity. And Tapa, austerity. These three things are very important to achieve self. The goal of self-realization, these three things help a lot. <clears throat> now, I, when I went to China, I found out one thing. That there is no concept of charity in China. If you ask anybody in China about charity, voluntary contribution, they say, we don't do that here in our country. Maybe many, many years ago, long time ago, they had some idea about charity, dana. But now, because of the present, maybe the present government or whatever, the circumstances, everybody is working very hard, but for only one purpose, to pay the bill. And there is no concept of charity. It's been demolished from the, the society. The whole society has forgotten. If you come to America here, there are big, big organizations, charitable organizations. All kinds of, there are religious churches, synagogues, temples. There are uh, other Red Cross and so many uh, charitable organizations. So everybody is encouraged to perform charity. And if you go in India also, there is charity, charitable organization. <coughs> it's encouraged in society. So... In order to have a healthy society, in order to have a peaceful mind and peaceful life and uh, a progressive life, Lord Krishna himself is recommending that you must uh, do charity. Whatever you are taking from the society, you must try to return something. You, you must try uh, 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 you must feel uh, what is called grace that I'm getting so much favor from the society, from uh, from the uh, from God, from uh, from the saintly personalities, etc. So I must reciprocate uh, that idea. If it is absent in the society then it cannot make any, nobody can make any progress in human civilization. So I, uh, I noticed that then uh, big, big corporations from America, they went to China and when they found out that there is no concept of charity, they were also surprised. So they slowly, slowly, they were uh, making seminars, they were trying to introduce this idea that unless and until the society has this very important uh, function of charity. The people are trained into performing charity. Uh, the society cannot be complete. So they were also trying. So the, uh, the idea here is <clears throat> choosing your occupation. You have to 
become charitable to yourself first of all that you have to become generous and a lot some time for yourself instead instead of allotting all the time to pay the bills uh you should allot a lot of time as much time as possible to uh, for yourself to find out about the details about yourself how you are a spirit soul what are the details about spirit soul what are the details about supreme absolute truth what are the details about krishna how kind and loving krishna is you must uh, find time to uh, study that that uh, what is krishna's personality what does he like what he does not like how much caring he is one time mother yashoda krishna was a small boy so mother yashoda was concerned so she called krishna and she said that krishna i want you to go you are going to vrindavan with the cows that's okay but i am in anxiety when you go uh because there are thorns and there are sharp stones and so on. so take these shoes wear these shoes and then go so krishna said maya i it's a very good uh offer but i cannot accept your offer why because my cows they don't have shoes they're walking and when they are everywhere and if they don't have shoes then how can i have shoes you can see krishna how much he cares about his devotees even his cows if they don't have shoes i don't want to want the shoes that was his decision so mother yashoda couldn't uh, say anything after that but when krishna goes with his cows in the forest of vrindavan the cows are also devotees so they try to make very nice dust particles from their hooves so that krishna should not have any sharp stones or right. and even the thorns sharp thorns when krishna puts his foot on the thorn the thorn becomes very soft like a grass when krishna he puts his foot on the stone the stone starts melting and it becomes nice like a sponge like a cotton ball so when krishna is walking there's nothing sharp that can uh, go inside his his feet are very tender and pink color and everything that touches his feet they also get his quality so uh, it depends how you reciprocate how you respond with the world krishna is so much loving and caring person that even the thorns and stones everything melts by his touch so similarly devotee he develops the character dealing with the material world the devotee he is so much caring and loving that he can cross over any obstacle without any problem lord krishna says in bhagavad gita 
How devotee gets this caring and loving personality? He becomes a Mahatma, becomes a great soul. Because he is fully depending on Daivi Prakriti, on Yoga Maya. <clears throat> devotee is always under the care of internal energy of Krishna. Yoga Maya, Daivi Prakriti Ashrita. Why? Because he is Bhajanti Ananya Manaso. He has nothing else to do but only one business, that I want to make Krishna happy. I want to serve Krishna. I want to make Krishna Bhajanti Ananya Manaso means with focused mind, focused attention, with sing, uh, with uh, uh, focused uh, intelligence. Uh, he is uh, absorbed in serving Krishna. Gyatva Bhutadi Mahavayam Because the devotee knows that Krishna, he is the origin. He is the supreme absolute truth. Brahmati Parmat Mighty Bhagwan. He is the Supreme Bhagwan. Full of all the opulences. And I am his uh, eternal servant. So my job is only to serve Krishna, make Krishna happy. So how uh, uh, one can become <coughs> from a Duratma, from a bad guy, how we can become a Mahatma? That is not possible on his own. It's only possible that Viddi Pranipatena Pariprashan Seva. In 4th chapter, text 34, Krishna says, If you want to become a Mahatma, great soul, you must approach a bona fide spiritual master, offer him obeisances, ask him to serve. How I can serve you? And by Pariprashana Seva, by asking the right questions and by serving this great spiritual master tad vidhi pranipatena pariprasthava upadeshanti te jnanam he will give you the knowledge by which yanamam upyan by which you can come back to me you will be able to achieve my lotus feet krishna says if you approach the uh, bona fide spiritual. Tad uh, vijnana artham so guru gurum eva abhigachet. Mundak Upanishad also says same thing. That uh, there are so many references. That if you want to find out the right occupation, what is the right thing to do, then you must approach the bona fide spiritual master. So gurum eva abhigachet. Uh, we were just uh, studying. Uh, Giraj Maharaj gave the very nice, beautiful class on Haridas Thakur. So, Haridas Thakur is one example of a great personality, great devotee. And from childhood, with single mind, he had only one purpose. Universe, come with me. And he said, I cannot give up my chanting, Hare Krishna. So you can see from his example, Haridas Thakur, such an exemplary character that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally, he was very fond of Haridas Thakur. Haridas Thakur was his favorite devotee. And he celebrated even his disappearance. His disappearance just came 
uh, was it yesterday, day before? Yeah, so the Haridas Thakur is a prime example. Uh, <clears throat> there are many, many wonderful examples. Even Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's example we can see. At the very young age, he was the topmost scholar in the world. He was so famous, so renowned. And he was very happy. Uh, he had a happy family life. Loving mother, wife, everything going very nice. And Bhagavatam says, 11th canto, Tyaktva Sudhasuja Sarepsita Raja Lakshmi, 11, 534. 5th chapter, text number 34 in 11th uh, canto. Tyaktva, he gave up. The goddess of fortune, Lakshmiji, was his wife. And he gave up her company, gave up his house. Even the demigods, they are hankering for a little favor from Lakshmiji, from Goddess of Fortune. If we get little favor, how much rich we can become? Because she has unlimited wealth, opulences, everything Lakshmiji, Goddess of Fortune has. If she smiles at you, you can instantly become a multimillionaire. Just with her little smile, you make her happy. So the demigods are hankering after her. But uh, he was wife of Lord Chaitanya, Mother Vishnu Priya, and he gave up. Surepsitaraj Lakshmin Dharmista Arya Vachasayadagadaranyam. And he went, uh, he took sannyas. For what purpose? To save the suffering conditioned souls of Kali Yuga. He uh, gave up everything, all his friends, relatives, his good family, family life. He took sannyas. At the age of 24, he did all this. And then he traveled all over India and everybody, all the towns, villages, everybody was becoming devotee by his chanting, by his darshan, by looking at him. People were becoming his devotees. Automatically they were following him. Hundreds and thousands of people were following Lord Chaitanya. We see that. Chaitanya Bhagavat describing all the details. Chaitanya Charitamrita also. <clears throat> so, Bhagavatam is describing, Mahabharata is describing, in many different scriptures, he is described for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's transcendental uh, qualities and pastimes. But, he only did one thing, Harinam Sankirtan. And uh, we see similar, Rupa and Sanatan Goswami, they were big ministers. They had palaces, elephants, chariots, so many opulences, servants, everything was there. They were living like kings. Yaktva, uh, what is that verse? Tektva Tunamashesha Mandalapati Shrenim Sada Tuchavat. Tunam, like a blade of grass. They gave up all these opulences, palaces, all the money, everything they gave up, like somebody would give up grass, little straw. Nobody cares about a little little straw that I want to keep this blade of grass with me. No. 
So they gave up all these things. Why? Just to become a humble devotee, disciple of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they gave up everything and took his instructions. They went to Vrindavan. They were living under trees. They were traveling in Vrindavan, Raja, and living under trees. No house, nothing. So, uh, why they were doing all this? For the benefit of suffering society for the people of Kali Yuga. They took so much austerity and they wrote the books, the most wonderful books they wrote that we have in Iskand. Then Prabhupada translated and explained from those books. So, we see from their example that what is the devotee's character? What is his occupation? What is his priority? What is his focus? So Prabhupada, he did the same thing. <clears throat> when he was Grihastha, he did the same thing. He traveled all over India. He would give Bhagavad Gita classes to people. He would help in building the temples for his Guru Maharaj. And uh, uh, later on when he came to America, then uh, also he enlightened the people in America. And he made temples and he printed Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, all these books in his society. For the benefit of mankind, not only for the benefit of devotees, but the whole human society. He gave the topmost literature, Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Nectar of Devotion, all these wonderful books that are the essence of the books of the Great Acharyas, Disciplic Succession, Six Goswamis, etc. He gave the essence in these verses of Srimad Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita. So, we are very fortunate to have all this treasure that Prabhupada has given us, his distributing. So, as devotee, we have to accept it with open arms and find a lot of time to study it very carefully and also share with everybody, whoever wants to share this most precious treasure of Bhagavad Gita Bhagavatam and the holy name that Srila Prabhupada is giving. We have to learn how we can practice it and how we can share with everybody. So that is the uh, described as the highest occupational duty. So other duties can go on simultaneously. We can have household duty or sannyas duty or vanaprastha duty, whatever duty is there, we can do that. But our main duty is to become, following the footstep of Srila Prabhupada in the Great Age, become a preacher, uh, a traveling preacher, or wherever we can go and... Uh, uh, practice and share this greatest treasure. So I'll stop here. If you have any uh, anything that comes to your mind regarding the topmost occupation, how you can choose your occupation, how you can prioritize your life, what is the best way to... Uh, Perform your occupational duties. Any occupation you have, as long as you can 
yat karoshi adashnasi yat joshi tap. Doesn't matter what occupation, as a family member, family man, you may have occupation. But as long as you can offer it all to Krishna, in the service of Krishna, in the service of devotees, in the service of Guru and service of Vaishnavas, then you are successful. So thank you very much again. Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Srila Prabhupada ki, Vancha Kalpataruya Shakripa Sindhubi Evaj, Patitanam Pavnip, Vaishnavi Unamunama. Ananta Kuti Vaishnavi Unamunama. Hare Krishna.